What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast. I'm your host, Brian. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Tonight on this episode, I have a very, very special guest. Uh, She's been on the podcast before. Always an honor and a pleasure to be in the same room, share the same space, and the same DNA because she is my daughter. Everybody, my daughter, Emery. Hello. Welcome to the show, honey. So, um... This is a long time coming. I, I always love having my daughter on the show because she knows me and her love for people is just incredible. It's something that um, I'm not sure exactly where she got it from because I'm not always the most loving person in the world, but she definitely is. Uh, it's just an honor and privilege to be her dad and just to be able to walk with her through life and help her grow and help her uh, become a mighty woman of God. So. She has some questions for me. I have no idea what these questions are, <laughs> um, but I'm going to answer them honestly and to the best of my ability, and um, we'll see where it goes. So, honey, whenever you're ready. <laughs> I, have, I have pictures on the back of all of these, so. Here, come a little bit closer to the microphone so you can speak up. You don't have to get up on top of it, but. <laughs> all right, go ahead with your questions. When did you start cooking? When did I start cooking? Yes. Um, I learned how to cook officially, officially in college. So I had a roommate named Big Russ. and <laughs> <laughs> What kind of name is that? He's a, he was an offensive lineman, but he was from uh, Jonesville, South Carolina. Don't know where that is. Uh, I had a funny way to tell you where that is, but you wouldn't know. But... um. He actually used to cook a whole lot. And he showed me like how to cook steak, um, how to cook cornbread, like really Southern cooking. And just the friendship and the bond between him and I um, really showed me how to cook. He even had me watching cooking shows like uh, Paula Dean, Giada <laughs> De La Renta. Like, I mean, he was a big guy, but he taught daddy how to cook. So Big Russ taught me how to cook and then I kind of learned on my own. What was your first pet? Ooh, um, my first pet was a either a goldfish. <laughs> the first pet I had an emotional tie to was a hamster named Jojo. And Didn't you lose that hamster? No, one of the hamsters after Jojo got away and we never found him. But Jojo was the first animal I remember crying over. And when Daddy was younger. They used to have a TV lineup on Friday called TGI Friday. So it had like Family Matters, Full House, Step by Step, um, The Dinosaurs. You probably don't even remember any of these shows. But I remember the finding this hamster dead. And I remember I cried all the way through Family Matters. Because <laughs> I was just boohooing hurt up over my little hamster. It's a good question. Why did you want Isley, your second dog? My second dog. Um, I have always loved the affection of a dog. Like a dog just has this loyalty and this love and it also presents a challenge because you know, they all have their own personalities, but just being able to have a dog train a dog have a dog that a dog is like the only creature 
that is excited like it's the first time it's ever seen you every time it sees you <laughs> you know even yeah. even like your own family when you walk in the house is like oh he's back but a dog is like oh my god you're back i love you and i think that's why i've always wanted my own dog and osley's great by the way she's awesome even though it's her bedtime now <laughs> dogs don't have bedtime yes they do no they don't all right what was your first dog my first dog was a dog named sheba and i got her when i was 10 years old she lived until i was i think 24 years old maybe she lived a long no 22 maybe she lived a long time but um papa or my dad never wanted me to have a dog because he knew that he would have to take care of the dog like clean it feed it take it out but um eventually mom brought me a dog and i remember coming home with her and my dad was like you finally got yourself a dog and i was like yeah and then he fell in love with her so yep she lasted a long time and that was it broke my heart when she passed away Matter of fact, remember the Mustang that I used to have? Yeah. I used to have her collar on my rear view mirror. So, yeah. What is the most dumbest thing you have ever done? Ooh. In terms of what? Like relationship-wise or like in life career-wise? Like as a kid. Oh. Uh. As a kid, we used to, um, well, you live in a fairly new neighborhood, but you know how um, when they're building a house, I don't know if it's like a, fe a, a federal offense or whatever to like play in the house, but we used to play hide and go seek in houses that they were building. <laughs> so we would like be up in the roof rafters and different things like that. And we used to always, um, we would give each other like code names. So I would be like mr blue you would be pancake so we would never use our real names because we were like oh we're gonna get caught like just hood stuff but um we would play in houses um we played in the high school that i went to because they were building it and we actually crawled up on the roof one day and the builders came and we had to climb down on this ladder and it was probably like six or seven of us all on one ladder and then like outrun this guy in a truck but we would all uh, split off different ways. We would change our clothes. We would, and then all meet back up somewhere. We always had like a meeting place. You're looking at me like, yo, my daddy's a straight hoodlum. <laughs> that was a good question now. Okay. Have you ever burnt something like food wise? Like <coughs> Ooh. Excuse me. That's not COVID. Coroner. Choked on my drink. Coronavirus. <laughs> Have ever what? Like burnt something, like put popcorn in the microwave for too long, put bread in the toaster for too long or something. <laughs> no. So the one time I almost burned my apartment down, this is like after your mom had left with you. Um, I was cooking french fries one day in a pot, like old school, <laughs> trying to fry them. And I had like cheap vegetable oil. I didn't realize like vegetable oil would catch on fire. So I'm making 
uh, French fries for myself, and you know, I got the oil in there cooking, and all of a sudden I hear whoosh, and the whole kitchen catches on fire. And like Enzo and Ro, my dogs at the time, looked at me and they were like, We're out. Like they ran immediately in the bedroom. And I'm like, What kind of dogs are these? They're like, Y'all ain't gonna try to help. So I eventually put out the fire, but I actually had to buy paint and repaint the wall. Like it had smoke damage all the way up the wall where this fire had like pretty much exploded. But that was me trying to cook French fries on the on the oven. Why? Because I wanted fries and I could like I was so You could have just gone to like McDonald's or something. It's not that hard. Take take car, drive um, through, drive through, order, get. um, Look, I'm so glad you said that, but you gotta realize that when your mom left with you, I was really, really poor. Like so poor to the fact where I remember one day all I had in the whole kitchen was a bag of grits and a thing of syrup. And I remember like not being uh just being in a like a bad state because like when you're poor and then your family splits apart, you just and I remember like, okay, I'm really hungry, but this is all I have to eat. I can either put these grits in the microwave or I can put them on the oven and do them the right way. And I actually remember cooking the grits on the oven because I knew that in life, everything takes time before things get better. But I wasn't going to just rush through making these grits, even though they were what I had, just being thankful. Yeah, took a left on you, didn't it? <laughs> Next question, kid. But I still think you could have cooked those fries a better way. Oh, most definitely. And I would have never used vegetable oil. But like I said, that time I was really poor. So I just used what I had and almost burned my whole apartment down in the What's process. What's a funny but short story? Oh, no. I, I would have to say you and I in the drive-thru today at Chick-fil-A. Oh, okay. The fact that... You know, I pick you up. We go to the mall. We have a good time at the mall. And then we go to the drive-thru. And I always get nervous when you get in the car because I listen to music with cussing. So I try to either cut the radio on or whatever. And what was on the radio was Little Nas X, right? Yeah. So I'm, you know, I cut the music up loud. I'm jamming. (laughs) Like shaking the whole car, and you're embarrassed, but you having a good time though. Yeah, but I video recorded it. And so we're in the Chick Fil A drive-through, bumping Little Nas X, vibing out, having a good time, and then my daughter records it, and then all of a sudden, I think we were getting ready to get up to the window, right? And yeah. I cut it down, and, and I was like, wait, is that Lil Nas X? And you're like, I th- yeah, daddy, it is. So I was like, all right, wow. Had a whole vibe moment, and I didn't even realize what I was jamming to. It was a good beat, though. Do you like bread? Uh, only when I'm super hungry in a restaurant and they serve bread. Other than that, like I don't even keep bread in the house. 
There's no bread in this house, like at all. What kind of crazy person doesn't have bread? People don't eat bread like that. I mean, I have flour tortillas, but I don't have like a loaf of bread. I don't eat sandwiches and stuff like that. Somebody said help. He doesn't have bread. He doesn't have bread. That is illegal in many countries. Lord have mercy. Got some good questions here. I'm enjoying this. Alright, what else? Okay, what is your favorite food and your least favorite food? My favorite food in the world, I would have to say, is shrimp. I could eat shrimp every single day or crab. I love seafood. And not just because I'm a pescatarian, but I truly, truly love seafood. My social studies teacher is a pescatarian. Yeah. I always laugh because people are like, you're Presbyterian, right? I'm like, no, I'm not Presbyterian. I just don't eat meat. I'm pescatarian. Uh, my least favorite food, I don't. Bread. I would say beets. I can't stand the taste of beets and probably cranberry sauce. Those are probably two things that I just would rather never eat for the rest of my life. Fair enough. But those are great questions. Have you ever breathed in a Have ever breathed in a microphone? Yeah, like like put your mouth and nose up to a microphone nah, and intensely no, breathe. No, no, I don't do that. Was it ASMR <laughs> stuff? No. I try to keep the podcast just as professional as a, a so amateur you, can do it. So you don't like go up to it and just breathe in it? No, because I don't want to hurt people's ears. Silly. <laughs> then they can turn it down. Nah. You, this podcast is always about encouraging and, and, and inspiring people. So. So no breathing? No, no breathing, but only, but the, only the breath. You can't live without Only the breathing. breath of the Lord. Oh! <laughs> <gasps> He said that we can't breathe. What other questions do you have for me? I don't have any more. Cool. So what's your favorite thing about me being your dad? Uh, That you're you. Like what is it about me that makes me an alright dad or a good dad? You should change that up to great or amazing. What would you say makes me a great or amazing dad though? Um, how funny you are. How funny I am. I yeah. do think that it, it it truly is a gift that I can always make you laugh. And I know like earlier today, you and I had to have a tough conversation. Um, But just you being so strong and so loving, it always inspires and encourages me. And I, I don't know if you remember this, but like. It may have been like a year ago when I was meeting your mom to exchange you and you didn't want to go. I think this is when your mom was first pregnant with your sister. And do you remember me telling you, you don't have to feel strong to be strong? You remember me telling you that? And like, I told you that because so often in my life, I don't feel strong. But I know that I do have to be strong and I do have to be gracious to God because he's blessed me beyond means. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, 
this year in general was really, really hard for daddy. Like, just to give you an idea, in five months, I lost mom. I had to officiate a wedding, like, by myself. I felt like I lost my wife. And I officiated a funeral. You never told me about that. Yeah. And, like, having to do all that stuff, like, those are major life events, right? Mm -hmm. Like, a funeral, like, that's the end of your life. A, A wedding is like, man, me and somebody are glorifying God together. And then to have your own marriage fall apart is just hard. It's heartbreaking. And then to officiate a funeral is hard because what message do you give to someone who passes away at 20 years old? You know, and the only thing I could think about was just talking about love because that's something everybody needs. That's something everybody desires to have. So I had to go through all of that in a like a five month period on top of like staying on top of my job, doing well at my job, but also being a loving and supportive husband to the best of my ability and even being a great dad. But God's grace has been sufficient in all that. You know, I'm nobody special. I have my problems just like everybody else. But I thank God that he continuously shows favor and mercy and grace. I don't deserve it, but he keeps giving it. As she hugs me. <laughs> don't make me cry, kid. <laughs> don't make me cry. Um, so you said I'm an amazing dad. My ability to make you laugh. Are there ever times where you feel like I'm too busy for you? No, no. never. Um, I try to like either FaceTime you or text you every day. But also, too, is part of me knows that you're getting older and you got your own friends and sometimes you're out having fun doing your own thing. What do you worry the most about, like, becoming a young lady? Like, you're 11 now. You're in middle school. What do you think about, like, do you ever think about what you want to be when you grow up or, like? No. You don't think about it at all. It doesn't cross your mind. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm trying to think what I thought about when I was 11. I don't remember. That was 27 years ago when I was 11. <laughs> I don't really. I don't know. What do you think something that you have or experience as a kid that kids your age like miss out on? What would you say? Uh, What do you think? I don't really know. I mean, you go to school with like a diverse group of kids. Would you say the majority of them are wealthy? Yeah. 
does that ever bother you do you ever feel like uncomfortable or like i don't fit in here used to you used to why'd you feel like that because i didn't make good grades yeah did you feel like because you didn't make good grades it made you feel like less of a person yeah nah i mean grades are hard i mean everybody learns different and you know i struggle with math all throughout school i struggle with math now you know thank god the iphone has a calculator on it <laughs> you know what i'm saying but were you ever did kids ever like tease you for making bad grades and stuff like that or is just like no because nobody knew uh, that makes sense but for you it was a personal struggle because you felt like hey these kids are smarter than me they have this advantage over me and i'm just struggling in school that's got to be pretty tough did you feel like you could come to us as your parents to tell you to, to tell us that or did you feel like man i'm just like ashamed of this and they can't hear you nod your head, but <laughs> you got to use your words. I don't want to use my words. It's important that you use words. What changed? Because your grades are, are great now. I haven't seen my grades. Yeah, but you've been doing a lot better in school. I mean, you got like above average on your EOGs and something in science. Yeah, because science was easy. Yeah. I, I struggled in school for a while because for me, I always thought, what is, what, when am I going to use this later on in life? But I can tell you that I use math and charts and graphs every day, which before, if you would have asked me, I told you, well, I don't ever have to learn this. And also too is, as you get older, there's such a comfort in being able to learn new things. Like, this is going to sound weird, but it don't make sense to you. I genuinely don't like to read, but because I like to learn, I can read a whole book if it's interesting to me, and I'll read it fast. I can read books if they have pictures. Yeah, but you Not can like read... like picture books, but like graphic novels. And I think that's just because that's what you're interested in. But if you read a book on something like... Uh, computer programming or gaming that you're something you're really interested in I think you would just you would probably plow through that book and read it fast you know um so you're biracial have you ever felt discriminated against or treated badly because of you being of two different races no never never when people ask you what you are, what do you say? Have you ever had somebody ask you, like, what are you? No. no? That's good. Always wondered that. Um, if you could go on a dream vacation with your whole family, where would you go? Japan. Japan? Okay. Why Japan? Because... It's really pretty. There's lots of sights to see. There's cat islands. Did you say cat islands? Yes, cat islands. Wow, I never knew that. Something new every day. Also, there's lots of yummy food. 
I'm down for the yummy food. Um, when did you know that you first believed in God? When you took me to church. When I took you to church, was there like a particular moment where you were like, all right, God is real? Or was it from watching my relationship with God or... Your relationship. Was there ever a key moment or a defining moment where you saw me do something or you were like, wow, this is real. And I'll give you a moment. Like I remember when my dad, Papa, got baptized. And I remember hearing him praying while he was in the shower. Cause you know, at Papa's house, like the bathroom is close to the kitchen. I could hear him praying. And that just did something for me. Like, wow, my dad believes in God. Like, that's awesome. I was a kid when that happened. But is there anything you saw me do or heard me that made you realize that you believed in God? Just me serving in church. Yeah. Did you ever feel like church came before you? Sometimes. Because I felt like when I wanted to be in ministry really, really bad, sometimes it's like I focus more in on being a great volunteer and being more involved with church than being a dad. And I apologize for that because... You know, God designed a man to love and provide and protect his family first. You know, if you don't do that well, there's no way you can do well in ministry. Like it talks about that in the Bible. You know, if you're going to be a elder or a pastor or a servant leader in the church, you have to make sure that you manage your family well. And, you know, as a dad to a daughter, as a husband, um, it can be a tough job sometimes, you know, learning how to love on a higher level, learning how to love unconditionally, learning how to make sure you're intentional about spending time and all these other things. It could be tough, but it's something I'm learning and I, hopefully I get better and better at it. Yeah. Yeah one word answer yeah yeah <laughs> but um what other questions you have before we wrap up i think this has been a great podcast so far um why don't you have any bread in your house why don't i have bread in my house i don't think about eating bread it's just something i've never now don't. why in the world would you not think of biting into a piece of delicious bread it's not my preference that's all i can tell you is just it's not my thing mm. i'm just not a bread person at all so that's why i don't have bread in this house you're strange. I'll be strange. I'll be weird, but I'm keeping it authentic. I'm going to ask you where the bread is tomorrow, and you're going to say we have none. We have none, bro. And we're going to have to go over a chat about how you need bread in your house. For what? 
Because well, you eat. don't have your bread in your house. You need bread in your house. It's not a big deal. It's a necessity. Well, I love you very much. Thank you so much for joining on this podcast, even though you shook your head when you should have said yes or no. (laughs) I thank you for your love for me as your dad, your unconditional love and your honesty. That's one thing I always appreciate you, that you're brutally honest with me. And if you feel like I'm being a hypocrite, you call me out. If you feel like I am not being patient or loving, you call me out. And I really appreciate that. Because a lot of times, like old school parents, they would never let you say anything back. Like nothing. And you, I think one of of my favorite moments, and I say, say this is like recently is, remember when, you, Papa, and I went out for sushi. Yeah. About a month and a half ago. And we were done eating. And I remember trying to be slick. And I was checking my phone underneath the table for, like, work emails and stuff. And then you pulled your phone out to play your game. And I said, hey. I said, hey, bud, what are you doing? You said, what? I said, don't. What did I tell you? Don't ever pull your phone out at a table when there's food on the table. And you said, well, dad, weren't you looking at your phone? And I said, well, it's work. You said, but you were still looking at your phone. (laughs) And I love moments like that when you call me on my hypocrisy because it's so true. Like, I can't teach you things that I don't do myself, you know? And as a father to a smart, beautiful, mighty woman of God, I want to make sure that you always know that I always want what's best for you. I'm always going to fight to make sure you have everything you need. And most important that you know God. And, you know, I'm thankful that you know God. I pray that I can lead you well in discipleship so that you know and have a personal relationship yourself. But I also love the fact that you call daddy out on his crap. Yeah. Because that's important. Because I have to be held accountable too. It's not me just telling you to do things and then doing the opposite. So, anything you want to say to the people before we get out of here? If you don't have bread in your house, then there's something wrong with you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> get bread, people. Everybody go buy Wonder Bread. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wonder Bread is the best bread. It's 10 out of 10 bread. Oh, you need Lord. it in your house at all times. Um, so let's end this on a prayer. Um, is there anyone that you could think of that you feel like needs prayer? My mom and Lily. Your mom and, Trey. and Lily and Trey. Anybody else? Any of your friends or anything like that? Max, Whiskers, and Gigi. And definitely Max. Gotcha. Alright, let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this open and honest communication. God, I thank you for my daughter. God, I ask that you just continue to show your love to her unconditionally. God, protect her and guide her and help her be the mighty woman of God that you called her to be. God, I ask that you just continue to speak to her purpose, continue to speak to her truth of who she is. 
And God, I ask that you always make sure that her identity is aligned with who you called her to be. Uh, God, I thank you for our blended family. I thank you for uh, her mom and her bonus dad, as well as her baby sister. God, I ask that you help them with health, strength. God, wrap your loving arms around them. God, allow us to be as supportive and loving as possible. Uh, God, you know their needs, both spoken and unspoken. And God, we trust you that you're going to work through their lives in a mighty way. God, I ask that you just continue to help us to walk in our purpose. God, we ask that you allow us to continue being your will and being what you have predestined for us. God, we ask that you forgive us for our sins. God, forgive us for stepping away from you in any capacity, God. But Lord, we know that when you are the center of our lives, we can truly thrive, be successful, and most important, give you the glory that you deserve. God, I thank you so much for this uh, opportunity to come to you again. God, I thank you for this podcast with my daughter. God, just continue to bless us in a mighty way. God, thank you for each of the listeners. God, I know that you will uplift and protect and provide for each of them. And God, I thank you for all that you're doing in and through our lives. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Imperfect Church. It's been our service. Bye, Wonder Bread. <laughs> Bye, Wonder Bread. God bless you. God keep you. Until we talk again.